Praise the Lord. Thank you, guys. <clears throat> Let's, I'm going to bypass the slides tonight. We're going we're gonna to jump right in this evening. Uh, I, wanna, I want you to take your Bibles once more and go to, with me to Philippians, Philippians, the second chapter. At the time I think I'm finished with this series, something else begins to emerge. But I, before, I, before I start this tonight, before I talk to you about the superpower that I want to impress upon you tonight, I want to ask you this question. If a military general of an opposing army knew that there would be a weapon that would destroy his soldiers, his attempts, his agenda, would it not stand to reason that that general would attack not only the soldier, but the weapon itself? And would it not stand to reason that if one single soldier had the ability on the opposing side to destroy a thousand that were on the enemy side, and that if it combined forces with two, two could destroy 10,000. Three could destroy a hundred thousand. Would it not stand to reason that you would go after not just those soldiers, but you would go after that weapon to bring forth destruction, to bring forth destruction? Now, the Lord spoke something to me today, and my, it hit me like a ton of bricks. It was one of those moments you know what I'm talking about and I've been excited all day to share it with you but before I do that I've been asking the Lord all day Lord I just pray that this will have the same impact the same impact could you open your heart just once father I pray Lord that that Lord that your word would have an impact tonight Lord the, the word that you're speaking Lord to your church in this hour let it have an impact tonight. Lord, we ask it in Jesus' name. The Lord spoke a profound word, and I, I wrote a few things down here. I just want to read it to you because I, I'm just praying the Lord will, will speak to you tonight. The weapon that I'm talking about that the enemy is after is unity. Unity will bring exponential increase. The church has been stymied in the current spiritual climate. Growth is hindered and refreshing waters drip from the breathless windmill. Racial divides, political disunity, medical differences have empowered the spirit of discord in our land. If the church allows this devastating spirit to linger in her thoughts, Infection will manifest itself in every aspect of life, and the last day yield will be minimal at best. But if the church unites under the headship of Christ, cherishes his desire, values our brothers as ourselves, it unified for his purpose, the church will be awakened and unleashed and experience unprecedented exponential increase of growth, power, and presence 
The call and the cause of Christ is before us. Will you unite? I understand, church, that there is a world outside these walls that is seeking so desperately to enter in and cause the thought life of the church to be altered from her course. I understand that there is a, a spirit of discord in our land today. There has been infiltrated and, and brought about in our land today an us and them, a we and they, those that are for and those that are against. There has been a pitting in political parties against one another. There has been pitting against in, in differences of approach to the world's issues today. What has happened and what will continue to happen if we don't renew our hearts and minds in Christ, it'll begin to manifest itself in many different ways in our own heart. See, because the enemy doesn't come in the front door. He wants to come in the back. He wants to leak in the corner. He wants to seep into the windows. He wants to shimmy down the chimney. He wants to get in, in the house any way possible. And if he can bring the spirit of discord, he can diminish the power that's in the church. But here in Philippians, the second chapter, I want you to see this. As the word of the Lord declares to us, as Paul is here, he said, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if there is any comfort of love, if you, any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affliction and mercy, for affection or mercy, we got enough affliction, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Being of one accord, being together, unified to say, Lord, it's not my way, it's your way. Lord, it's not what I want, it's what you want. It's bringing a spirit of unity, the state of being joined as a whole. You know what the Lord's desire is? Is that we be joined as a whole, as we walk together in one accord. And the Lord is speaking in this hour. He's saying to the church and declaring to her today, if you will understand, we must be knit together in love. It's not my agenda. It's not your agenda. It's not my policies. It's not your policies. It's not my preferences nor your preferences. It's his. What does he want? He wants unity in the land. The Bible tells us in Psalms, David wrote in Psalms 133, how good and how pleasant it is when the brethren dwell together in unity. He said, let me tell you what it's like. It's like the beard running, the oil running down the beard of Aaron and pouring out upon his garment. It's like the dew of Hermon, as we see there. And the Bible tells us there in Psalms 133, that is where the blessing of the Lord resides. What, what does unity bring and why is it so refreshing? Why is it so needed in the house today? Because that is where the anointing of God flows. It flows in unity. Why do you believe there has been such an onslaught of the enemy to bring about the spirit of discord in our land today? 
where we don't see our brothers and sisters through the eyes of eternity, but we begin to see people around us as how they affect us and how they threaten us. I say to you, hogwash with all of that. It's time to get into a place where we are saying, Lord, we are unified under one banner, one cause, and one call, and that's Jesus Christ. Amen? I don't know about you, but I believe that I'm sitting in a house filled with people whose yearning desire is the anointing of God that crushes yokes, drives out devils, causes the lame to walk and the blind to see. It comes at the price of unity. I'm not telling you what side to land on. But I'm saying to you, be aware of the fact that there is a spirit of discord that's been loose in our land. And all these little agendas that just seem like agendas and these calls that seem like just causes, it's there to stir the pot of discord, to keep the church away from her purpose. Do not forsake the assemblings of yourselves, especially as you see the day approaching. But it's not just a matter of being in proximity to one another, but it's having a unified spirit. The anointing of God may flow. It's like the dew of Hermon. The highest peak in Israel, the snow-capped mountain, in, those, in that arid climate, it causes such a... Those persons that are living in that Jordan Valley, in that arid climate, and they can begin to ascend that mountain, begin to feel that refreshing. They were opening the doors, and some guys were lingering at the door, and I was like, come on in. Took us three hours to get this place cooled down so you could come in. You walk in out of the heat and it's like refreshing. The Jordan begins at, the River Jordan begins at Mount Hermon. There's refreshing with the children of God come together. There's refreshing that takes place when we walk in unity. When we are in one mind and one accord, I've seen it, but I want to see more. I know God is doing a work in here, but let me tell you, as you, if you've ever been out in West Texas in the midst of the, of the heat of summer, and you see that old windmill sitting out there, and there's not a breath of wind, and nothing's moving, and there's maybe just slowly begin to turn, and there's a drip, and a drip, and a drip. Have you seen it? If that's your water source, it is devastating. It's Give me a little bit more. My concern is that there's been such discord in the church at large today that what we have is a windless windmill that's not turning. But the Lord is saying, I'm going to send a wind, and it's going to be a rushing mighty wind. And when that wind begins to blow, it's going to bring a refreshing. It's going to bring a unity. But I'm looking for my children to be in one mind and one accord. It's unity talking about is where the blessing of God abides when people walk in they tell me 
repeatedly, those that have been here, they say, I, I, I have, thank you. Thank the church. I can feel the presence of God in this house. But I believe there is more presence that's yet to be felt. I, I believe there's more to be had. There's a yearning desire in my heart telling me that there's more. That when we walk together in unity, that I'm not as so much concerned about my agenda, my program, my ministry, my thing. And all of a sudden, I'm more concerned about my brothers and my sisters and the world outside. I begin to think about how I'm affecting them, not how they are affecting me. Oh, my God, you're talking about a place that will become unified as we begin to discover you are not here for me. I am here for you. We're going to get it. 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 We're going to get it because... If I've ever heard the voice of God, I heard him today. I did not just hear him today. I felt him. I didn't just feel him. I felt the awestruck glory of God begin to rest. And he said, my spirit will pour into a house that is unified. If my church will come into one accord, they're going to hear the wind. They're going to feel the wind. They're going to see the wind. They're going to see the increase. It will happen. I wasn't going to go there, but I'm going here. I feel so adamant about that, that if you cannot become unified in this house, you need to find another place to worship. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? The reason I say that is because your children and your children's children's children weigh in the balance. If you are harboring a spirit of discord, I'm not telling you how to vote. I'm not telling you how to think. I'm not telling you about any of your agendas. What I'm saying to you is there's a greater cause and a greater call, and his name is Jesus. And there are people that need the power of the Spirit of God, and he will exponentially increase in this house. If you don't like me, then pray God would put some love in your heart for me, or at least to tolerate me. Amen? But hear me today. Discord, just like fear, is loose in the land. To tear down homes, to destroy churches, because the enemy knows you alone are strong enough to destroy a thousand because he knows the word of God better than you know it and he's threatened by it but according to Deuteronomy if you put two of us together you can wipe out 10,000 and if those numbers are true and those increases are there, then three of us can put 100,000 to flight. Make them run back into the darkness because when the light is on, the darkness cannot abide.
in us saying that if you're going to continue to harbor a spirit of discord, and I don't know your heart, the Lord does. I'm just telling you what we're after in this house. If you're going to harbor a spirit of discord, and it's always going to be about me, myself, and mine, then you're not in the right house at the right time, at the right place. You can adjust that and you can change it, but I assure you, God's going to have a church. He's going to move by his spirit. He's going to, those of you that are, the, the, the synopsis, all the, uh, the triggers are going off in your mind, don't worry, there's not, there's not like some isms and schisms that's going on in the back door. I'm not talking to any particular person. I'm talking to the spirit that has come against the church to bring discord, to say, I want my thing and not everybody else. I don't, I'm not interested in God's thing. I'm interested in my thing. And that's the spirit we're going to drive out of this place by prayer and by the, by the presence of God and by the word of God because it's too late an hour. It's too late an hour for the church not to be awakened to the fact that we have what the world needs and his name is Jesus. Eleven times in the book of Acts that word one accord is mentioned. Of those seven times it is referenced to the church. And in those seven references, it begins in Acts 1.14. Then these all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ began in unity. Do you not believe that God's intent is for us to continue in unity under the banner of God? I'm not singing to you. You've got to be just like me. It is diversity times unity that causes advancement. I need you and you need me. I need your gifts. I need your eyes. I need your hands. And you need mine. I need your cultural reference. I need your ethnicity. I need your worldview just like you need mine. We are blinded in spots of our life and even in our theology. We got to have each other to see the wholeness of Christ. Understand, the church began in one accord. It must continue in one accord. And oh, in Acts 2, 1 and 4, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. You know what happens. The Spirit of God begins to blow. Oh, I believe the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, wanting to strengthen those whose hearts are loyal to Him. I believe the Spirit of the Lord is looking for a unified, one accord church that says, Oh, Lord, I want the wind to blow in here again. Oh, Lord, blow, Father God, that all the dust of my mind may be lifted up that every bit of the chaff Lord God is blown out of my spirit that I may walk one mind one accord I feel an urgent yearning desire church 
I believe we are on the precipice of the greatest move of God the church has ever, ever seen. And he's going to use you and he's going to use me and he's going to use us. It's not us and them in this house. It's a we are together with the Spirit, the Son, and the Father. Acts 2, 46 and 47, they continued daily with daily. They were unified on Sunday morning and Wednesday night. Occasionally on Saturday morning prayer if they got up in time. They were in one accord and just when they were in the temple. No, they were in one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house and they ate their bread, their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Oh, aren't you looking forward to some simplicity of heart? Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, daily. You mean you could win souls daily? That's exactly what I'm telling you. You see this room right now? I'm going to prophesy in the next few weeks this is going to be the emptiest it's going to be because I believe God's on the feeling business. I believe the Lord is just looking for a place to pour out His Spirit. And I say, Lord, let it be poured out here because we're going to continue with one mind and one accord. We have wept together. We wept over your sorrows we have wept over your loss we have wept over your grief but now we are going to rejoice and celebrate you we're going to celebrate what God's doing in you we're going to celebrate the healing the power the virtue of the spirit of God when you win we all win because the father wins if the devil comes against you he's coming against all of us you can't get that 10,000 put to flight. We're going to agree with you and get it out of your yard. Amen? I believe. Oh, Father, please. Lord, say it like you want to say it tonight. Lord God, let them feel it like you want them to feel it tonight. Lord God, let us walk in unity. One mind and one accord. They continued in one accord. They offered prayers up to the Lord. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word with boldness. This is not just some fairy tale I'm telling you about. We've been making a little play and a little fun on superheroes. We know that's, a, that's an imagination of man, and that's all fun and well and good. And I've just became all things to all people, and I've got a few superhero nerds in here, and I just want to just share that with you. In fact, last week I showed one of the logos, and it was the wrong one that I called out, and I got called out on it. 
that's all fun and well and good, but folks, will you understand this? There is a real superhero, and his name is Jesus. <clears throat> There's a real superhero, and he has all the power in heaven and earth and under the earth. There is no name that is named that is above his name, because his name, at his name, every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess, and every last one will bow their knee to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the greatest news of all that you are not living this life on your own. He lives inside of your heart. And so the superhero has superpowered you to do what he wants to do. So don't tell me you got to walk around in discord when you've been called to unity. Don't tell me you can't do what God has called you to do. He has given you the power to forgive. He's given you the power to forget. He's given you the power to overcome. He's given you the power to over, be overshadowed by his presence. He has given you the power to walk in unity and exponentially he is going to increase in this house what he wants to do. One accord in one mind. Acts 15 and 25. They gathered together in one accord and they sent out Barnabas and Paul. I'm looking for the day where we begin to commission. And I believe we're at that day where we begin to commission those to go out from us and begin to prosper and to evangelize the world. Amen? I believe that unity can bring forth a commissioning like never before. I believe that the Spirit of the Lord, guys, I'm going to move to this other microphone. As we go here, we, we see that there is a conditioning that will call a, a, a accord, a unity that will begin to cause the church to commission those to go out. There is a call in your heart. There's a call in your life. It makes me no difference uh, what the devil has said to you, what circumstances try to declare to you. I say to you, there is a call in you, and that call is for the last day. That call is not to live in fear. That call is not to live uh, in a cage uh, of regret, uh, in a cage uh, of remorse. Uh, do always be blaming others for the condition of your heart. Uh, do always be in by the pain and the suffering of the things that you have endured. There's a healing virtue of God. There is a commissioning of God. And I believe that the church comes together in unity. There's going to be an awakening. There's going to be a shaking to awaken those callings that are in your life. That there is a commission that's inside of you that will come forth as the Spirit of God begins to move. And he's moving in a place where the Spirit of the Lord is welcome because we're walking in unity. And the power and the glory and the kabod and the weightiness of his glory will rest upon a church that will say, Oh God, my agendas are not as important as your agendas. My opinions are not as important as your opinion. It's, Lord God, not what I want, but you want. Amen. Unity. Unity. What does unity look like? What does it look like? I see a brother in need, I lift him up. I help them as much as they are willing to put forth the effort to help themselves. Understand this, church. When we talk about compassion and ministry and calling, you cannot help someone beyond their willingness to engage 
But if they're willing to engage and put forth the effort, you can enable them. You can not enable them. You can encourage them. You can strengthen them. But folks, what would happen? I've said this repeatedly in the last few sermons, but what would happen if we began to celebrate one another? I was told in my house growing up, we were in, we lived with a belief that you couldn't you couldn't brag on your kids and make their head swell. Not true. Oh, don't brag on them too much. They'll make their head swell. They'll be useless. They'll be full of pride. We live in a very discouraging world. A discouraging world. We need to come to a place where we can celebrate. When you're having a bad day, someone else is having a good day, or even if you're not, you just go ahead and encourage them. You'll be all right. I had a friend of mine call me one time to tell me how he had been blessed with a new pickup. He said, Mike, the sad thing is, there's not very many people I can call that will celebrate with me because my church gave me a pickup. And that's a sad thing. If you got it in the pulpit, what are you going to expect in the pew? It's going to be pew-wee. But if we start celebrating one another, stop looking at each other as we're you're threatening something I have. I want you to hear me. God sees all of his children in the equal eyes of love. Every one of us, he sees equally in the eyes of love. He sees you where you're at. He, it, it, it doesn't matter where you came from as much as it matters where you're going and who you belong to. But there is a spirit of unity that can be found in Christ Jesus. One accord. Look it up. You will discover in the book of Acts over and over again, healing began to take place as the crowd came together to hear Philip. He was preaching the word, and that crowd was in one accord. That crowd decided they were going to agree with what was being said, and the Bible tells us that people were healed. I'm looking for the day where you get out of the car, and because there's such unity in the house, you don't even get to the house. Because there's not a, we're not, we don't want to live full. We want to live overflowing. And when we live in the overflow, people will walk by and what overshadows us will begin to cast a shadow on them. And people will come out and be healed by the power of God. Oh, that's a little too far-fetched. Then you might as well throw the book out. Why would God tease us if he didn't intend for us to walk that way? You matter. You matter. 
you matter. You matter. You matter to God. You are the reason he died. You are the reason he resurrected. You are the reason he poured his spirit out. He will never be alone again. Lord, give us unity in this house. Lord, give us unity in this house. Would you pray with me tonight as you stand? Folks, the enemy has had a diabolical desire to destroy everything that is good. But his focus, his intent is especially upon the church because we are the greatest threat to the kingdom of darkness. We are the greatest threat to the kingdom of darkness. We have seen in history and even in the world today how much devastation can take place through the agendas of man. And I believe that our generation, this generation that we're living in, are going to see the manifestation of what good can come from the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. But that's going to require us guarding and protecting one another. There's a situation in a church that we pastored, and I'm going to share this as an example. A church that we pastored, and I believe the Lord was just giving us a taste of what he wanted to ultimately do here. The Spirit of the Lord was moving in the house where any given Sunday, you would see people that have come out of prostitution. You would see people. We had, we had ex-drug dealers, those that actually sold and made drugs. Sitting alongside self-made businessmen and, and, and contractors and all walks of life. We had a gentleman come to the altar one Sunday morning. He had been an alcoholic for 25 years, came and shook under the power of God, got up and never took another drink. We had people that came in that were so bound in, in, in perverseness, in, in, in pornography, in, pervert, in, in perverse spirit, be completely and entirely set free. We took a trip to Africa, and a friend that we took over there with us, his father was ill. They were not expecting him to make it. His wife forbid me for saying anything to him because she didn't want to mess up his trip. I did not feel compelled that it was the right thing to do. The missionary that was there on the ground and the other minister, missionary that was with us was getting ready to tell my friend. And I was like, no, if he needs to hear it, he needs to hear it from me. So I told him didn't set well with her I got home and she came up and she said pastor I'm mad at you I said well tell me what's going on I told you not to say anything and you said something I said well I did it because I love you and I love him 
and I didn't want him to hear it. Good thing was his father didn't die. He lived another 15, 20 years. But she said, you know what really makes me mad? I said, what? Tell me. And she's still a good friend of ours to this day. She said, you know what really, 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 really made me mad? I said, what? She said, everybody I called to tell them about it, they said, we won't hear it. We're not going to listen to that. We believe God's going to heal the gentleman, and we also trust and believe that God is going to guide and direct our leadership, and they're going to do what's, what they feel is best in their heart, and if they don't, we're going to forgive them anyway. We're not going to listen to it. Why? Because they valued the cause of God. They valued their brothers and sisters, and they were not willing to let go of the power that was resident to bring people life. My God, church, there is a power inside of you if we will keep together. There's no weapon formed against us that's ever going to prosper. Ever, never, because it'll never prosper against him. There is a supernatural anointing that God wants to pour into this place. God, unify our hearts. Unify our hearts. Lord, let all the selfish desire, let all the worthlessness in our spirit, Lord God, be broken. Lord, it is your hour. It is your day. It is your moment of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, you are going to bring exponential increase to this house. You are going to bring exponential growth to this house as we walk in unity, Lord God, we're going to discover the power that is only available to the church that is unified in one mind and one accord. Now pray with me in agreement right now, church. Pray with me in agreement right now. You spirit of discord, come on, walk in your authority. You spirit of discord, in the name of Jesus, you're broken. You're going to shut your mouth and you're going to get out. You have no place in this house. You have no place in this hour. You get out in the name of the Lord. You're not going to destroy what God's doing in here. You're not going to destroy another home. You're not going to destroy another life. You spirit of discord, shut up. All your yeas and nays, get out. Get out. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now agree with me, church. Father, release the Spirit. Father, release the Spirit, Lord. You are the God of the harvest, and you know how to bring in your harvest. You are the God of the river, and you know how to make the river flow. Lord, you are the God of the increase. Lord God, we plant. Lord, someone else may water, but my God, you're the one that gives the increase. Lord, I pray right now, arrest our hearts, search our mind and our spirit, and Lord God, drive out. Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord God, drive out, drive out, drive out the spirit of discord, Lord God. We will walk in unity. We will walk in one mind and one accord. And Father, we will do it, Lord God, because we value you and we value our brothers and sisters, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Now, Father, I pray for the vexation. Somebody right now, listen to me. Listen to me. God's moving in this house. Someone has been vexed in their mind. 
You've been vexed in your mind. You've been tormented for years and years and years. Right now, if you'll receive it, God's going to set you free. If you'll receive it right now, you can hear me. Shut up, devil. Shut up, devil, right now. In the name of Jesus, you're free. You're free. You're free right now. If you'll receive it, you're free. If you'll just open up right now. Don't listen to the voice of the enemy. Listen to God. Listen to God. You're free. You're free. If you'll reach up and receive it, you're free right now. You're free right now. If you've got pain in your body, lay your hands upon that area of pain right now. You've got pain in your body, just lay your hands upon that area of pain right now. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we speak life. 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 In the name of the Lord, let that infirmity, let that sickness, let that disease, let that pain, Father God, that's telling us something is not right, Lord God, receive today in Jesus' name. Receive today in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for your grace. Now I want you to pray over your family. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, that there would be such a spirit of unity, Lord God, not a unity that's forced, but a unity that is received and perceived, Lord, in the hearts and the homes. Father, in Jesus' name. Now, one last thing, and we're going to close. The Lord, if you will listen to him, he'll, he'll tell you even how to pray. But I, I started this today after the Lord, well, before the Lord spoke to me. <clears throat> I said, Lord, let me internally have an eternal point of view. Lord, let me internally have an eternal focus. Internal. Do you realize that we can all be in the same room and still be a million miles apart? We can all sit in the same, next to one another in the same seat and be a million miles apart. Lord, bring us together internally, eternally, that your will may be done. Internally, eternally, let your will be done. Lord, internally, let us be eternally focused. Father, thank you. Fear, fear. Someone's internal parking place has been fear, stress, worry, anxiety. Father, peace. Peace, Jesus' name, Jesus' name, amen.